every moment in your life is literally honestly passing you by, right? You're not even there with the people that you care about. You can't even just talk to your kid. Your kid needs something. And how many of us like lose our temper because, okay, right now that's just an irritation, an agitation to what's already agitating me internally, right? And we wonder why we feel women have all these mood swings and all these imbalances. Oh, it's just your period. It's just your PMS. I'm like, no, think about it. I mean, even this concept, maybe TMI to the audience, but if women who are uh, menstruating and having our cycles, we are doing all of this despite the fact that your body requires even more nutrient support, more emotional mental support, more rest, more of this nurturing while we go through that week or so. And yet we do it all acting like everything is normal. <laughs> like even, even that, right? We, everybody, we can do this and in our heads, Hey there, my friend. Welcome to the Powerful and Passionate Healthcare Professionals Podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina. I am a cardiothoracic surgery PA with a background in public health and neuroscience. I'm also your peak performance coach. I had to say no to working extreme long hours where I was always on call and feeling exhausted, underappreciated, and undervalued, and said, heck yes, to a life and career that elevates my energy and passion without compromising my health and sanity. Now, I'm among the mission to support ambitious healthcare professional like you with a demanding career to become a confident leader who are living purposefully and fulfilled to truly be both a powerhouse in your career and a passionate person in life. Let's start our journey today. Hi, everyone. This is Sabrina, your host for the Powerful and Passionate Healthcare Professional Podcast. And today we have another exciting episode. And Dr. Sarah is here with me today. And we're going to talk all about gut health. How do you become a woman professional who's driven, who want to create something yourself, who are being Asian? And uh, how do we really define ourselves to be not trapped into some of the lies that we had? And Sarah actually worked with me through our double wins and succession program. So there's a lot to talk about. And I'm so excited for her to be here with you guys. She is a chiropractor, lives in Hawaii. And she has a beautiful baby boy. Her husband is also a chiropractor. So without further ado, Sarah, please introduce yourself. Hi, thank you so much, Sabrina, for having me on here. So as you said, I am a chiropractor. I am specializing in gut health. So I studied postdoc for functional medicine. That's the route we went down to be able to basically understand how to utilize natural techniques, resources, especially nutrition to be able to address chronic gut issues. Of course, kind of pulling me back even from before I started all of this, I, of course, growing up had my own health issues and that's really what drove me to want to pursue this. And yeah, throughout my life, I was suffering from a lot of various symptoms. And in the end, being able to meet the right people, getting mentored correctly, and just having the right support I needed at the right time really opened me up to, honestly, like not only helping myself, but also to then be able to turn this into a practice and know that I can help other people. And I think a lot of us do have this sort of like a deep connection to why it matters so much to us to do the work that we do. And for me, yeah, gut health was just sort of, I guess at the time a no brainer because I realized how many conditions were related to just having issues with digestion and undiagnosed IBS, especially for me, it was constipation my whole life and thinking that was normal until I got into my twenties. And so, yeah, at this point I help people actually virtually. So that's what I really wanted my practice to turn into and going from a in-office chiropractor to then being able to transition into being able to do functional medicine was not easy to say at all, but it really was something that I knew 
I had to do. I knew it was something that I needed in my life. And I was so fortunate to have my mentor, my chiropractor do this for me. And so I need to figure out, okay, how do I reach more people? How do I help more people? Especially when it comes to these sort of what people label very common everyday conditions and symptoms, they don't realize just because it's that common, it's not normal. Right. And that's not the way we're supposed to live. Like our body and the way that we're, we are, we're supposed to be honestly healthy, happy, fully like capable. And yet you realize that the big thing that I noticed too, is that like when we're sick and when we're going through a lot of our own kind of silent disorders and conditions, we don't realize how restrictive we are in our own life, meaning how it starts rippling effect other parts of our relationship, right? Our practice, our business, our work, being a mother. I mean, you can't even be present for the people around you because you really are just like kind of tunnel vision into your own condition because you feel so bad, you know? And so when I started realizing how it ripple effects to all these other important parts of our lives and you realize how we're very limited in the way that we live, being able to utilize our health as a priority, it just clicked that it made sense that if we're not healthy, if we're not even in a healthy uh, headspace, just because of our body, our symptoms, right? Just pain alone or feeling fatigue all the time or just not even being able to focus, right? I mean, those things we should just, that's like a given. You don't have to be taught how to do those things. It's just a natural thing, but you realize when it is taken away from you, what it takes away. It takes away you. It takes away parts of your life that you don't even realize are so valuable until you kind of get to heal from these things and take a look back and realize, wow, that wasn't me. I wasn't even present in my own life. And so, yeah, in today's practice, I think it was a huge eye-opener, especially what happened last year where a lot of us had to pivot. You know, a lot of us had to figure out how do we still reach and help people? And thankfully, yes, I was doing this before, you know, having to go virtual with uh, telemedicine, but it still was a huge impact on so many of us, right? And I think that the more that we realize and the more that we teach people how to be able to take care of themselves best, right? Through our everyday habits, our resources, just like what is available in terms of support, being able to show people that can actually help them in so many different levels. And especially for me, I focus a lot on gut health because it is a direct link to not only our immune system, but our brain function. We call it the second brain for a reason because it has so many different neurons and nervous system on its own. And if we know this and we understand this, even in science, we have to realize what that means. The body was built to be able to heal, to function, to constantly improve and honestly thrive. And yet if we're living a life and we only have this one life and we're not living in that state of understanding, we know that there are pieces that have to be addressed, right? And so for me, I utilize the gut because it's the easiest way to then impact the other parts of us, our brain health, our hormones, our, you know, our immune system, you know, even aging, all of these things are all linked to how our digestion works. So understanding that big piece has led me to doing this in my practice today. Right, which is so crucial to be able to see there's so many different gaps in our health. What do I come most on? Now, for people who know me, they know I do heart-lung surgery. And then my own consulting business and being here on this podcast with you is all about building mental immunity for you to sustain and elevate to the performance level. But if you think about all this stuff that we can be talking about, there's something unique that you are super good at, right? And Sarah, you picked the gut. And gut, we even know, even our brain can function so well, our heart is pumping, if you're not feeling good about what you're eating, it's constantly nagging at you, you can't focus. That It just doesn't make sense. And I even remember when we worked together, even for how do you talk to your clients on what's the most important thing, right? Helping them to see what's the true problem they have. We dived deeper, not only the cost, 
right? For them to go on vacation but can't enjoy it, then you're really wasting both your time and your money to go on vacation and not knowing what to choose. And you have the ability to help them to make better choices. Right. And human beings are, are just nuts sometimes. So if we don't feel the true pain and it's not pain enough, we don't fix it. And so I don't know how you think about、uh, in that way. And then even for when we just initially, right, we got connected over Clubhouse. I was hosting a women empowerment event on Clubhouse, which I still do every weekly. We just say, hey, Share how you're bossing up in the world as a woman, and something you're grateful for. That's how we connected, and then、I、went into connecting through a chat. Right, we do virtual coffee chat that I do with people, just get to know each other. How can we help? And then it becomes like, you know what? We truly actually connected with each other, and then we can help each other out on different areas, right? And then so again, we. Are in a position not just clinicians, but knowing that we are all very unique and we can truly be connectors, and that is how we can implement that. We can compound right on each other's resources. Exactly, and especially as you say, that is true because if you. Like I mentioned, like if it's affecting your life, I mean, yeah. How do you be able to even put your Your family vacation as a priority, or you know, your work as a priority. If you want them to be, how do you even think outside of yourself? That's the hardest part. And even when we connected too, yeah, there's still, of course, parts of me. I mean, I'm a human. I'm like learning through my own journey in life, and I had to like come. To the realization that yes, there are parts of me that I still need help with, you know, and so of course, reaching out to you was for me. I had no intention other than to get to know you because it was just great to be able to meet such quality people on a new app, right? And you don't really know what you're getting into because you know we have so many different like social media apps, and you don't know honestly who's real, who's not, what the whole story behind who they are is, right? And even for myself. I show you parts of me that I want to show you, right? We all do this, and I think when we were working together, a lot of it had to be that. Well, how can I show up for myself in a way that, I guess, to me counts if I'm not showing up to you, right? And being able to trust the person you work with matters. And just like I reached out to you as a mentor, that's what I do for my patients: is that. You have gone long enough believing that this is the way you have to live. So, what do you do? You're resilient. Your body is always going to adapt, and so no matter what, how terrible you feel, I mean, you can be struggling by yourself through so many complex issues, but you will always be resilient enough because deep down, your body was built to never give up, right? So then you believe that you don't really need the help. You believe you make every excuse to think that oh, I can get through it. It's fine. You know, yesterday was tough. It's okay. I, if I got through that, you're okay. And sure, it's good that you give yourself that hope. But you have to also realize there is a deep understanding that we as humans, we as people, we need community. We need to ask for help. We need support. And I'm sorry, in our society here, we are taught all about self. Reliance and independence in a way that actually isn't—you're not giving them the full picture. Understanding self-reliance is that yes, you can depend on yourself. You are—I always say—you are your best doctor. You are your best teacher. You are your best whatever you want to label it—the mother, any of that. However, you still need help. We are still. People and humans, and where we come from as our own, you know,、um, society. We all came from a community. There is no way we would have survived literally by ourselves. Why do babies need to be nursed throughout however many years before they are deemed capable to be on their own? Right, and yet when we think about even our health, no one teaches you about that. Right? No one teaches us about how to be able to honestly even know what to eat. Right? Just like when I came to you, I was like, "Yeah, I need. I would like help with my practice. I know that there's areas that I was not taught how to do, and that wasn't my scope of like practice." And when I came to you, it was the same way that I approach with my patients: is that you may think that 
you got a handle on this, but imagine how much more you can do when you actually have the right direction, you have the right plan, you have the right structure. There's no guessing or doubting or trial and error. You reduce that percentage down to actually getting results by doing it. Right. And so when I reached out to you, it was the same thing. It was like, okay, I know I've had other coaches. I'm, I'm going to try to figure out where, you know, I can work with Sabrina. Maybe she'll help me with like, just like X, Y, Z. That's all I really need help with. But in reality, it really was so much deeper than that. Right. You may think, you know what you want, but when you're actually taught by someone who knows what they're doing, they'll show you what you need and they'll teach you what you need. And that's the same thing. It's no different just because I work in gut health and you're working with practice and improvement, self-development. It's still you. We are going through all of these things. And if I wasn't in a place where I was even emotionally, mentally prepared for that and ready for that, then sure, it wouldn't be the route. I wouldn't have met you. I wouldn't have reached out. We wouldn't have, right? Like all these things wouldn't have played out. And so even for patients out there, when they have that moment of, oh yeah, but I don't need that. I'm okay. It's like, well, if you have any question that you would even need it or not, really ask yourself, okay, well, do you even want it? Right? It's not that you need it, but like we have to first get to the point, do we want it? And then it's easier for them to show us the things and the path that we need in order to get what we want. And so same thing is that I lay out this structure, this way of being able to clear out all of the kind of overwhelm, the kind of complexities so that we can get down to the basics. When you know what your body needs, when you know what you need, you understand the things that you do in terms of, ah, oh, okay, I do this without the kind of fear, the resistance, the questioning, the constant doubt, because it's not the doubt of whether it works or not. It's the doubt of you trusting yourself to be able to do it, right? Right. That's the key difference. If we think about, oh, we're clinicians, so people should just come to us because we have this knowledge, we have these resources. I got through so many years, right? Like I even did like my own thing to us. So people should just know. No, they don't because they didn't connect to that level of pain. They didn't connect to the how part, right? Yeah. And then sometimes they don't even care about the how. They just care about, I need to get to this result. Can I understand what that result even look like? And that really means how can they put themselves in that situation of a better place, right? Even for Sarah and I, like when we work together, remember like uh, the first session, I made you go deep down to like multiple layers of why this new field, this career, this, you know, career medicine. And then why do you even want to do it for your family? How does that impact? Right. And then one thing you even told me is like, well, I told you almost everything. How could I even answer more in depth? But the more in depth we can go with ourselves, then we're more truly connected, not just this big umbrella image of the impact. Right. But what does that truly mean to you? So then your clients can connect to you as well. And therefore we no longer function just a technician, right? The concept of like, I can't figure out. Yes. I believe all of us in medicine are super smart. That's why we're in this field, but it doesn't mean we can figure out and we should just spend a lot of time doing it. That is what you're no longer living in your desire zone, but you're in what's called distraction zone. Right. And then this distraction zone, while you stay in a longer, longer, you might still get to the quality of result you want it, but it will take you so much more time, more energy, and really your sanity have to pay into it as well. So the easiest way would be connect to the right people that matches your personality, your, your vibe, right? I, that's all what I do is like, if it doesn't really fit each other, then why struggle with that? Right. And if you already have that inner resistance, it's just like what Sarah saying, I'm ready. So I feel like this is the perfect time. So when we connect it, it works, right? I'm not no longer questioning my own ability to achieve. I am also not questioning the other person who's trying to mentor me and help me. That's not even the question. The true question is, do I believe, right? As my research showed, the self-efficacy part matters so much. And then even we believe, 
We are not trying to focus on ten different things I need to do. I just need to start with one belief system of that one task, and then once I can accomplish that, guess what? All the good things start to fall on. Right? Life is amazing. Life doesn't have to be complicated. We just have to make the simple choices and not make the difficult ones. I think that's a big thing because. Especially for someone like me, I, I like I have told you, I am an overthinker. I run on high function anxiety. I just do it when I have to, and when I feel so backed up, right? It's because I like fill up with the things I feel like I have to do, and I think the biggest thing with having your help, even with what I was trying to get my practice to become, it was. Show, yeah, you showed me. You're like, okay, well, let's. And I tell my patients this too. Let's just write down the things that you love doing, and then write down the things that you'll do, but you don't really love. You just you do it well, but it doesn't even like spark anything. And I swear that one activity really. I mean, it seems so, like you said, so simple. But I was so hesitant to do that. When you gave me that assignment, I could not get myself to really lay out and write down what I actually did throughout the day because it was almost like it was like a slap in the face. And I told you this because with me working for myself, doing all this by myself, but I put myself not as the priority. My priorities were being a mom, being a wife, trying to then be a doctor when I had the time to. If I wasn't in my designated off, you know, like the time slots, like I couldn't even believe like the things I was writing down. I'm like, this doesn't even have anything to do with my practice, you know. And so I had to rewrite it and write down. Okay, what do I do when I work with X, Y, Z in the practice in the office, and. It helped me shift to even focusing in the right direction, right? So, like, imagine someone trying to be able to address chronic health conditions, especially when it's like the simple question: "What do I eat? What am I supposed to eat?" And it's so simple. Yet the hardest part is getting yourself to believe that, oh, that's it, and now I just do that without the resistance, without questioning, without you know doubting that. Are you sure? Because I feel like the problem to me is so much heavier and deeper. It can't just be that, right? Even when you gave me that, that assignment, I was like, "Are you sure?" Because I feel like that's too simple, and it—I don't know—it just sounds so basic. Are you sure this is right? But just even writing it down and then going over and going through, I was like, "Yeah, I understand now what I really do like doing, even for my practice, and then things that I feel like I have to do as an obligation, but." It even helped me to feel that I can hire a VA, right, to help me with the things that I needed help with. Instead of making the excuse, "Sorry, I can do it anyway. What's the point? I can do it. I'm, I'm just doing it anyway. So why would I try to then hire somebody? I don't even know what to ask them to do. It's like all these little resistances, right? And it's no different when you hire or when you want to work with a practitioner to specialize in something." We are going to put you in a place that it's going to guide you through the hard work, but guide you in a way where you won't do this by yourself. You're doing it because you know what you're trying to work towards. But that means you need the right help and support, just like just like an athlete. You don't just think about, oh, I want the gold medal, but never train for it, never have the right resources to support, right? And just only rely on fingers crossed, it's going to happen, but you don't know when, right? And so that's the thing. It's like being able to work with someone like you and even like patients coming to see me, that's what I'm trying to set them up for. It's like, you came to me, you had this desire, you have this goal, you have this need. You want to be there for your children. You want to be there for, as a better partner. You want to be there for your, your colleagues, your family. Maybe you are a caretaker. Maybe you're taking care of your, your parents. How can you be sick and doing all of these things and you wonder why you feel unaccomplished or you feel you know, you're not worthy enough or you don't even, you know, feel the value of who you are anymore. You've lost yourself along the way. These things I understand because I felt the same thing. And it's realizing that when I didn't take care of myself, when I didn't do things to actually uh, even address for me was my health, just going that route. 
and finding ways to help my health, it started shedding a lot of the other things that I didn't know were even related that I can actually sit through a conversation at dinner and not feel like, Oh my gosh, my cramps, my stomach, my, you know, just being honestly constipated for three, four days now and wondering, Oh my God, I cannot even like unbuckle my pants enough to feel comfortable. And yet I'm supposed to be present and attentive to this conversation that I feel no emotional tie to, because right now, 110% of me is wondering, oh my God, what do I do? How do I get out of this situation? Because I feel like crap. You know, when can I go home? When can I get to the bathroom? When can it's like 10 other things or 10 million other things that are going on in your head, yet you don't realize every moment in your life is literally honestly passing you by, right? You're not even there with the people that you care about. You can't even just talk to your kid. Your kid needs something. And how many of us like lose our temper because, okay, right now that's just an irritation an agitation to what's already agitating me internally. Right. And we wonder why we feel women have all these mood swings and all these imbalances. Oh, it's just your period. It's just your PMS. I'm like, no, think about it. I mean, even this concept, maybe TMI to the audience, but if women who are menstruating and having our cycles, we are doing all of this despite the fact that your body requires even more nutrient support, more emotional mental support, more rest, more of this nurturing while we go through that week or so. And yet we do it all acting like everything is normal. (laughs) Like even that, right? Everybody, we can do this and in our heads, We may have bombs be going off, but we act like we're normal. Everything is fine until it's not. And so that's the thing is like, even in our professional life and our personal life, we realize none of that can be done solo. (laughs) Even as a solopreneur, you can't do it by yourself. You have to find ways to incorporate the support around you because none of us were meant to do this by ourselves, even if we do need a break alone, right? Right. Especially in the earlier days, when people open up their practice, you start transitioning into this more online telemedicine is most clients, my was say kind of something as you, well, I can just figure out, well, I don't have the time or money to train someone, to pay someone. Well, I figure this is okay. And even we talked about you had to allow yourself just to have a house cleaner to come over and not like feeling like, oh, who am I just to have someone come over just to clean? But cleaning takes hours over doing laundries, fixing things, dishes, putting everything away, folding. It's nuts. But our hourly rate, if we allow ourselves to do all these mundane things we don't enjoy, we feel like it's always obligation. Guess what? We're putting ourselves into that negative state, right? And I talk about a lot. For you to have freedom, you need to live in your desire zone more than 80% of the time. So when me and Sarah started that exercise, I want her to see how much time she's actually spent in her desire zone versus the distraction, disinterest, or the dreadful zone, right? And then we end up cutting one or two things from her dreadful zones. Like, no, no, let's not go there anymore, right? And then we can allocate. If we simplify our choices to simply be eliminate number one, ultimate, right? Create some kind of system, just a lot of rounds. So your assistant, your MA, your VA doesn't even have to, executive assistant doesn't even have to do. And then it's like, can I allow myself to give up some of my sabotaging tendency, right? Even Sarah mentioned that, well, she has some policer in there, avoidance in there, right? But controlling is also one of the biggest thing with all of us who are being providers. Well, if I just tell everyone what to do and they take my advice and that everything will be perfect, we have to give that apart, right? So then that means if you can give some of this apart, then the third thing is delicate, right? Then you can elevate by delegating, right? Freeing up your time. So then you can do the things that most important to you. So then the last two options would be purposefully procrastinate. Even if it's going to take you five minutes, guess what? It's going to rob you of five minutes versus 
this is the most important thing that will produce me long-term result, produce me time down the road, then yes, this should be the most important thing I focus on today. And that becomes a non-negotiable, right? So even a simple exercise, you can really dive down these things and make ourselves be honest with ourselves and not to create the lie anymore of like, I feel like I have to, there's nothing we have to, it's just what do we choose to make us actually happier, lighter and enjoy more. Right. So besides that, what do you think any other tools that we talked about that you really helped both from the professional sense and the personal sense? I think that was big enough. I mean, that really was so impactful that like someone like me who feels like they have to take on everything just to know that it'll get done. Right. So for someone like me who already thinks like that and will load up their play just with the have twos, that exercise alone was everything to me. Right. For me to even look through it now and be like, okay, yeah, in case I forget, because my old habits, my tendencies, the way I think are still there. So we have to like remind myself, okay, what am I doing? Where am I right now? That alone was like one of the biggest things, because even in the beginning, when these uh, assignments were given, it really was hard. Like when you say kind of like the seven whys, like just keep digging deeper. I was like, I feel like I told you, I don't know what else could possibly be a reason other I mean, I feel like I'm telling you every single thing. And then you realize as you progress and you grow, things do come out in conversation and even just emotional development, just growth wise, right? I am not the same person I was when we first started, just like my patients are not the same people they started as, because if you were still that same person, you wouldn't be doing the work right? You would just be doing what you're already doing. And I think that in itself to get someone to realize their potential. And it's not that they never had that is that they never wanted to see that they had it and believe in themselves in that sense. So yeah, I say like just the journey through even prioritizing the fact that I need something compared to what I want and being able to feel that I have the choice to do those things instead of saying, I would like to, but yeah, I have a million other things that have to get done. And in reality, well, what are these have tos compared to what you need for yourself? Right. Because maybe if we do something for ourselves, even in that one category, it helps you to realize, oh, wow, I see what it is that I was filling and almost, like you said, avoiding avoiding even, even self-gratification, self, you know, self-choice really. Right. And like I mentioned before, when we're taught independence and self-reliance, we're taught in a very, you know, kind of sterile way that it should only be, Oh, of course you have to be independent. You can't rely on anybody else. I feel like that statement and meaning is not wholehearted. It's not true. It's the fact that we should be able to rely on ourselves. It doesn't mean we can't depend or rely or have a community. It should be that we have a choice. We have a choice to know how to make our own decisions, to make empowered choices. And from there, then it's easy to even find that community that you want to grow and build with. Right. And so that's a big thing. Cause even for me, I am a hundred percent like, Oh, I'm just going to do it by myself. I don't know who else to, I don't know. I don't know anybody who I can depend on solely to help me with X, Y, Z. I truly did not believe that until I realized it's because I never asked what it is I wanted them to do or help me with because asking is another level of vulnerability, right? And growing up, that just wasn't an option. So I think all in all going through these kinds of programs and mentorships and just collaborative, like, associations with the right people, that's what you learn. You learn more about yourself on the things that you were never taught to even acknowledge, to appreciate yourself, to be proud of yourself, to even acknowledge your worth and your life. Instead, we're always looking outwardly and expecting that our value comes from something or someone else. And in reality, no, they should help uplift you with what you are and who you are but you have to trust that you have that in the first place, right? So, Right, exactly. 
we have to trust ourselves first. It's never that so much doubting is that person going to get me the result I wanted is that how much I'm going to trust myself so I can implement something that's systematic that I don't have to spend the 10 years they spent out to figure this out. So I can do the shortest cut, right? That the, both from my ability to become the best clinician, the best healthpreneur out there so I can be helping the my patients to get to what they need to go, but not spiral ourselves so much and creating these lies to say, well, if I can just do it and then I'm just going to do it, right? Why, why think so hard about it? Well, actually you're thinking so hard about it, just avoidance of giving up. So one thing me and Sarah worked on is to finding your superstar VA, right? So through that process, now that you hire someone, how do you feel like life is now? Oh my gosh. And the funny thing is like, as you say, find it. It's like, she was already there. I just didn't know that I can ask to do these things. That was a big thing. It was that when you laid it out, it's like, here, here are the things you're going to look for. Even in a mini little micro interview of like, yeah, how do I hire them? What am I supposed to tell them to do? And she's always been there. You know, it's someone I know and she's been helping me with other things yet. I didn't apply it to work. And that was another thing is like, we have the resources. It's literally right under our noses, right? Yet, if we just don't take a moment to step back and to just reflect, to have somebody to help us realize what's in our lives, what resources we actually already have, we completely ignore them, right? And so even in practice, you realize, yeah, like you said, it took me over 10 years to build all the things that I've built. Yet, of course, someone coming along, they have no idea because they're starting from ground zero. And yeah, you don't want them to go through the hurdles and trials and errors of 15, 20 plus years of this. We want them to get the end result. And that was the same thing. It's like even just hiring a VA, it's like, that's what they love doing. So why am I making it harder for myself and applying more load when someone is already able and capable and doing it really well? I just have to just say what I want them to do. I mean, that, that concept, I think a lot of this, it's a mental, emotional thing. It's even trauma related, right? Like for me to ask someone for help and then letting go of the control of it, letting go of any doubt that, oh, it won't work out. I had to like really trust them. And that was a big thing too, right? When we work together and we do this kind of work, that's very personal to us. We have to trust who we're working with. So I feel like having the support that I have now, I wouldn't have been able to even allow myself to have that. And like you said, even cleaning the house, I mean, really, I was like, that's some bougie way of living. I mean, I can clean my own house, but you realize when you are stuck in like, oh, well, yeah, I'll just spend all day cleaning. When all day I could have been growing my practice more, doing all the other things I actually like to do, maybe going out, enjoying myself, whatever it is, instead of, no, I have to do this. I have to clean. And it's like, why, Sarah? That was really hard for me to even say. It's like, why? Why does that become your priority over the things that you feel matter to you? And it was. It was avoidance. It was leading to procrastination. Because of whatever was overwhelming me, it was easier for me to just do and I'm like, well, cleaning the house, I can do that. It's mindless. I don't have to think about anything. I can just do it. And you realize so, how many of us go through life, honestly, on automation, just because we're avoiding, maybe it's a hard feeling. Maybe it's a hard uh, decision to make. Maybe whatever it is, we do this because we're avoiding something deep down and no different in our health. It is so scary to know, hey, our health can be taken just like that. Your life can be taken just like that. And yet the scariest part is deciding, I want to do something about it, right? Because it's easy for someone like, it's like, I'd rather avoid it. If I don't see it, I don't know about it. Hopefully it'll just resolve itself and go away. And you realize that's not how it's going to work, especially with your health. That's why fast forward, so many of us have chronic conditions now, chronic conditions that we didn't have to deal with, you know, generations before, but that's because of the way our environment has changed our way of 
honestly, looking outside in our instant sense of gratification with things that like we instantaneously want to change and give us a result when in reality, we're not doing anything to change our daily habits, our choices, the way that we choose to live our life. Those things count and they take you long-term yet we're again, not given the space and the support to think that that is a reliable source, right? Anything natural, people question. They're like, are you sure I can do that? Are you sure that's healthy for me? Yet anything man-made, don't even think twice about it. I'm just going to consume it, absorb it, whatever it is, without even realizing that there are huge consequences and complications from that. And my job is to just show you how to be able to not only be aware of those things, but what to do after, right? Why is this happening to you? Well, no, this is happening for you. You made all these choices and now you're getting the results of it. So if you don't like the results, let's go ahead and change your course of path. And I'll help you find these choices and options that are actually available to you that sadly we're not provided with because it's not the first option that's dealt to us. And so my work is to really bridge how it is to be able to rely on yourself in a way that actually is honestly collaborative. We have to learn about our history and our traditions and how our ancestors did things so that we know how to improve on them and not erase them and think that they were completely discredited. It's to bridge traditional medicine with our modern day life. That's my goal and my job and my mission and, you know, to show people that. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. And having the help that you've given me has helped me weed out the things that I don't need to do or feel like I have to be obligated to. And now I have a choice. Right. And having that choice is so crucial. Even one of the tasks I believe is truly part of that red zone was you felt like you constantly have to read more researches to validate yourself, to validate this. But why do we feel like we have to be validated when we already know you've been studying this for years and years? We don't have to be needing the external validation. We need to validate ourselves, right? And then we have to think about each component of our life don't need to be validated by someone else, not even your family. It just needed to be creating that harmony, that present in everything, right? So for Sarah, we definitely work multiple components. And one thing is, how do you feel about your worth, right? Money and worth. And I deserve to even just buy myself a little gift and that's okay. How do I want to reward myself? It's okay to be rewarded. If we don't reward ourselves with different means, then we don't feel like all the work we have put in had meant something because we don't see the result right away, right? Not everything you're going to see result right away. So Sarah, when you took the whole life assessment now compared to when we did a deep dive as a client, don't you feel like there's a change? What do you think where you were and versus where you're now. Oh yeah. Like, especially when I wanted to work with you as my big thing, it was financially, especially working in healthcare, learning about all of these things. And like, these are people's lives, right? It was still like such a, I guess a hard concept because you're not taught value in terms of money, right? Like at least I wasn't. And so to feel like I have to charge somebody for me to help them was a really hard and like, it was like a brick wall for me to try to get around. And emotionally, it felt like that mentally, like physically, just feel it all through. Like, how am I going to build this practice? And yet it's hard receiving. Right. And so when I did that assessment, yeah, my biggest area of uh, concern for myself was even just financially being able to build out this practice and know that, and it's not like I haven't been taught or told like, Hey, you need to be able to receive in order to build your practice. If you want better quality for your patients, your future clients, your practice in itself, your life, you need money to do that. And it's not like this bad or negative thing, but yeah, deep down, that's how I felt. I'm like, how do I charge anybody for their health? If they're in a bad place. And what I discovered and understood doing the assessment, you know, 
post our journey through this was my realization that I was basing my choices and my practice like fees and all of that based on their emotional state. And because for me, it's like, I am, I'm empathetic to all of that. And being an empath, you just absorb. And if you don't have these right boundaries, I was basing how I was practicing on like their emotion and their vibe in that sense. And in reality, how do you function? Like, I mean, like when I think about it now, it makes no sense that I was basing how I was charging dependent on how they were feeling or what I picked up on their feeling. And to me, I realized, whoa, that is like a moment I have to snap out of because that is not reality. That's my way of creating a story and then pinning them to that story. And so, yeah, when I was doing the assessment after, it felt so much better to know that when I was answering the questions, it was in a place where it was solely based on me, right? My emotions, my feelings, my thoughts, my new understanding, and not what were they thinking or what would she think of me putting this down? Or will Sabrina think this of me if I put this, you know, it's like all of those things. Cause it's, I will say, it's like, for me, I know exactly what to say and how to say it in a way that will just kind of keep me neutral with things. Right. And I had to be open and honest about, okay, where am I really on this journey? And it felt so much clearer to just even have this emotional uh, connection to what I was mentally and logically trying to pan out with my pricing structure, my business structure, my whole like little mini infrastructure within my practice and to not see it as a negative thing that I needed help with that. And I think before, even when I started with you, I felt like honestly shamed and embarrassed, even though I was like, I'm being honest with you. I'm going to just tell you everything, but I don't want people to know about this side of me. I don't like felt so like, again, belittled and so small. And in reality, I look through, I'm like, well, how else was I supposed to grow if I never took the time to trust somebody and to tell them the whole picture, not just what I thought they wanted to hear because I don't want them to judge me. Exactly. It's all about how do we trust ourselves, that authentic side of us, no matter what. It is what it is. I honor my weaknesses and my strength. I'm not so much dive deeper into my weakness that I got trapped, but I'm able to call them out. By doing our session on how to rebuild your mental immunity is all about what are of the 10 sabotaging tendencies, which one do you have? And can you call them out right away? And because the quicker that you call them out, in the situation itself, then you realize it's not you. It's just this persona, this lies that we created from this life on. And then we can change our mind doing these neuro-remodulating exercises to get ourselves into those empowerment state of being more innovative, right? You don't have to rely on someone else to do things, but you wanted to find the right people to help you get there. And you can be more creative and you can be more able to just activate and not procrastinate, right? No excuse anymore. You know so well the reason and the choices you make, how much impactful from professional and personal sense and into beyond. The last part we talk about, yeah, empathy. In medicine, we're all very empathetic, but it's not about just feel the pain of others, but not really understanding that you're not giving yourself empathy. Mm-hmm. If people are walking all over you, if the only thing you want us to do is give, 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 please, then we start losing a sense of self. So I so appreciate you being here. We spent a lot of time together, really dive deeper on our little menses of being practitioners. And then why do we even go here? We all struggle the same way as anybody else. Just because we have these degrees, we have knowledge, doesn't mean we're not just another human being. We are expert in certain area and we love to help people, to support, to empower those areas, specific group of people, specific problem we can solve, but we're not experts in everything. That's why we continue to self-reflect. We need to have the right mentors, coaches in different area of our life. And that is okay. It's not that the perception, I'm not resilient enough. No, no, it has nothing to do with that. It's simply that 
we can all make our life easier by learning something simple but very impactful. And that's why me and Sarah got together. That's why I'm hosting this show. And that's why you guys are listening. And for anybody who wanted to connect with Sarah, I know she's very active on Instagram. Do you want to tell them how, uh, what's your handle, how else you would like them to connect with you? Yeah. So on Instagram, it's Dr. Sarah Chong. So D-R-S-A-R-A-C-H-O-N-G. And also you can send me through email, which is at hello at drsarahchong.com. Yeah. And I provide free 30 minute, like quick little, like what I call gut checkup. And it's just to assess what you're going through, what your needs are and how I can help you. And I provide that for anybody who wants to reach out to me and get to know me better, but also my practice and how I can help you through your health journey. Amazing. Thank you so much, Sarah, for being here. And thanks everyone for listening in, watching this. And we appreciate you. And please leave a, a review on iTunes for us so we know how we can continue to support you. There's any other specific topics that you like to learn more. What would you love the most about this episode? And for those who wanted to grab the quick assessment, what we've been talking about, you can go to sabrinarumbach.com forward slash assessment. Until next time, bye-bye. Bye, thank you. All right, my friend. How did you love this episode? Make sure to subscribe to our show so you can continue to build your positive intelligence for that beautiful mind of yours to live powerfully and passionate. I know this just the tip of the iceberg. You probably have a lot more questions on actually how do I implement those things into my own life? Well, this is the solution. Joining us inside the private Facebook group, go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash powerful passionate where I go live weekly to answer any questions that you have and continue to put more resources for you to help you to get to that point. You can be both powerful and passionate where you're no longer working on any mundane work and truly focusing on the things that matter. You can be both powerful and passionate where you can overcome any mental roadblocks keeping you from success. You can be both powerful and passionate where you feel energized from the moment you woke up to the time you go to bed. Join me and together we can create a life where you can be both powerful and passionate.